So first, I want to talk about your Invisalign before we start with our guests. What's happening? <laughs> what's okay. happening with that? So last year, 2019 was all about fix my credit and finances, right? Yeah. And not I'll only do that did too. I, <laughs> not only did I do it with like myself, I did it with my students too. And then 2020 mm-hmm. was all about health, which like how perfect that a pandemic, not perfect, but it forced me to stop rest. So it was also like teeth care. I've been wanting to straighten my teeth forever and they had to space my teeth out anyways. Mm, right. So yeah. now I have little gaps all in my teeth. So I don't know which list is better. I'm sorry to our listeners. Well, like our without the Invisalign, has, I'm, our guest I'm, also has a beautiful gap in her teeth. Yeah. I love it and, though. <laughs> Thank so you. We have like, we have Christy Ramos who goes by curls by sunflower and scissors on Instagram. You got did it. I say that all right? You did. You did it. You got it on the first try. Perfect. We're so excited so that you're here. I'm excited. Did to you know you guys gaps today? in teeth mean financial success in life? <gasps> yes. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I yes. did not know this because I'm working on like the same things too right now. So I'm like fixing credit, um, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to get financially stable. So this year was my year. It still kind of is to like have no debt. Like I don't want to yeah. have any debt. So I not that it. I have a lot, but that's like my goal. So I'm still, that's my goal before the end of the year. So I'm working on that. I've so, been watching that, a show called Mortgage Free on yeah. Netflix. And it's just follows these people who like find homes and have no mortgages. And I'm like, it just, I'm oh, just daydreaming. Gosh. Are you buying like, a house now? Same. It's like same. buying a boat and making it a house <laughs> and all these different things. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, Chrissy, we're excited to have you. We want, we really want oh my to hear God, more yes. about. Thank you so much. You, your education, your experience in the beauty industry, kind of like yeah. where you come from. Yeah. How, so how do you get things. to where you are now? Okay. So I am not a natural hairstylist. And I say that all the time because for me, you know, I'm technically a newbie in this industry. So, um, I've been in the industry since 2012. So I guess now going on eight years. Um, so I wasn't born like straight out the gate, like, Oh my God, I'm gonna be a hairdresser. Um, it wasn't anything that was honestly in a plan for me. It was just kind of one of those things I, I kind of understood with one of these ladies that I met a long time ago. She, her name is Kelly. She was my esthetician. So when I used to work in the malls, so I was a mall rat, literally like the movie. So I (laughs) I love it. I was in the retail world, management world for forever. So, you know, I had two young kids. I was a single mom and that was like my job for forever because I was like, I guess good at it. So I would be that person. Like if somebody came into the store and the recruiters would come in like, oh my gosh, hey, by the way, we really like the way you do stuff. Do you want another job? I'm like, sure. How much money are you going to pay me more? You know? And so I literally like hop over. So I, I worked in all the different stores. So like, it's crazy. So, um, I guess coming from that background of just even marketing from high school and a little bit of college um, helped me a lot too going into hair, you know, this industry. And then working in um, retail management for so many years, learning how to work with different types of people. Because obviously... You have the business aspect as well, which is great. Yes. Yeah. So like when I started in the hair industry, it was easier for me to work with people because it wasn't scary for me because I was already like used to people throwing like products at me and be like, okay, I don't like you, blah, 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 you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I can use that strength of mine into going into working with people behind the chair. So my friend Kelly, you know, she talked to me about this for like probably four years. Cause every time I would see her every like six weeks for my eyebrow wax, um, she's like, Christy, <laughs> you hate your job. You talk about it all the time. Why don't you like go to hair school and learn how to do hair. I'm like, uh, I don't really know anything about hair. Um, so she's like, well, I didn't know anything about doing, you know, being an esthetician either, but I went to school to learn it. So she's like, you should do it. So she talked to me about this for like four years. So I think the year when they started opening the malls up, like w- during the holidays, so whatever year that was, I think it was like 2010, 2011. Malls don't like, even exist anymore. So I don't Right? <laughs> right? It's crazy. So I was like, everything's coming full circle right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I stopped working in the malls because I was like, I'm tired of like working like a dog for all these companies. And, you know, I never see my children. I never see my family. And if I'm going to work and work that much, I would rather work for myself. So I signed up for Paul Mitchell. You know, I started working at a salon as a, um, a front desk coordinator. And, you know, even before that, though, I was obsessed with like hair salons. Right. So I grew up in Germany. You know, my parents are military. 
Um, oh, my wow. mom, she would have people come over to the house and they would do her hair. Like my mom actually has straight, just straight Asian hair, you know? Um, and so I was always fascinated because my mom had curly hair and I was like, how does my mom have curly hair when, you know, I know her hair is straight, but why is her hair curly? But my mom don't know how to do my hair, but her hair always <laughs> looks awesome. <laughs> but you know, looking back on it, she got a perm all those years. I was like, hey. yeah. You know, right. and so in Germany, but when you were too, younger, you were like, that's her hair. Like, yeah, I was like, that's my mom's hair. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, my mom's hair looks pretty. My hair looks like, okay, it's always frizzy. But I was always super fascinated with just the whole like hair salon industry, beauty industry in general. Um, I moved to Germany or not. I moved from Germany to the States in 1990, late 1990 going into 91. So we lived in Seattle, Washington. Um, and there is when I discovered a hair store, like an actual, like, hair product store. It was a black hair product store. So for me, I was like, whoa, I've never seen this before. And I was like nine years old. And so that kind of like sparked my interest and like, wow, there's actually like hair products for me. Like my curly hair, I didn't even know this existed. Um, My mom always told me my hair was pretty. She just didn't know what to do with it, you know? Mm. And I think kind of struggling all my life, not really understanding my hair, um, you know, and being like biracial too. So I'm Filipino and black. Um, but you know, my experience as a person growing up in the world, you know, like I think when people see me, you know, I'm, I'm racially ambiguous. So I can pass for anything, I guess. Like most times people with my last name too, it confuses people. Cause they're like, that's a Spanish last name. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're like, how are you black though? And I'm like, because, uh, my father is black and my mom <laughs> is Filipino. So, you know, like that's how I'm black. So Um, but it was just kind of cool, like kind of looking back on my life, like where I kind of started and like what sparked my interest in this industry. Um, so when my mom started going to hair salons too, in the States, I was always with her. So I would watch everyone, all the hairstylists look really cool. I was like, dang, that looks like a really cool job. You know, they always dress really nice. They look like they're enjoying what they do. And, um, you know, growing up too, like, especially uh, at a military base, there wasn't a lot of kids that had curly hair like me. So I would always like get parents that would ask me like, Hey, what do you do to your hair? I would tell them what I did now that it looked good. Okay. It looked crazy, <laughs> but like it was stiff as the board. Like my hair had so much uh dippity doo gel or TCB grease in it just to keep it controlled. But like people were like, they just didn't see it. So they're like, well, what do you do to your hair? So even going into middle school, high school, I was always that person like, hey, what do you do to your hair? That's how I met right. my best friend Marie actually in high yeah. school. We're still best friends to this day. Um, you know, just so by I think asking all about of, hair. Yeah, just asking about hair. And then I would sometimes help people with their hair. Um, and so of course in the 90s, you know, Aaliyah hair straight as a board, like layers <laughs> to death. You know, I remember giving myself that haircut and um, straightening my hair because I learned how to do it, right? And I was just so obsessed. So I don't know, like a lot of things kind of led me to do this. You know, it just, I didn't start hair school though until 2012. Wow. So 2012, um, I started in the hair salon as a front desk coordinator. I, um, you know, I saw to the business aspect too, doing that, you know, Um, and that just kind of also made me really in tune with what's going on in the salon. Because for me being only the black person, the only black person at the front desk. So when people would come in, they'd be like, oh, I want you to do my hair. I'm like, I can't because I'm literally just a front desk coordinator. But then the stylists that work in the back, I would notice that they would be scared to do it or they're like, I don't want to do that hair. And I'm like, well, you guys should probably take that off the menu because it's really uncomfortable to tell someone that I can't do their hair. And then they see people back in the back not doing anything and nobody wants to do their hair. And so for or me, I was like, you're going to do it. Exactly. And I was like, I don't want that to always happen. So learning these things going, you know, melding all these things together that I know with like the business aspect with working retail management all those years and then seeing the experiences of um, black people, non-black people too, when they would come in and how uncomfortable it was to have these conversations like, Oh, it's on our menu, but we don't offer it or no, we don't have openings today. And then I go on the back and I'm like, the books are so like open. Like why can't anyone take someone? So it was really frustrating to see that. Um, so as I a business, my... they're missing opportunity to have new clientele, you. you know, Thank and you. make money. Thank you. I was like, and also take it off the menu if you don't want to do it. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, the menu. that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yes. I'm like, take it off the menu. Um, or just don't say that y'all do it at all because it's really embarrassing and it's so comfortable. I always have to deal with this all the time too. And so kind of seeing those experiences. And when I started assisting to at a curly hair salon here in town, you know, I, lo- I learned a lot of business too from my boss then at the time. 
Um, and that story is a whole other story. I can get into that at another time, but, um, <laughs> we'll you know, a second dealing, episode. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot, but I learned a lot of business stuff with that too, because I was the only person with curly hair in there. So, and I would always be that person. Like if there was a black person that came in to get their hair done, I'm an assistant, so I can't technically cut hair, but I can style hair. Right. So, um, I was always looked to like, I want you to do everything. I was like, I can't do everything because I haven't gotten my license yet, but you know, I'll show you what I know, you know, and all that good stuff. And then I went to Diva Curl Academy then. And, um, that was cool because I had to do it in order to get my license or in order to get a chair there. Um, and then from that salon to, you know, being an assistant for a year and a half, I just dealt with a lot of, um, identity issues. Um, and also the feeling of not belonging, um, mm-hmm. because nobody looked like me. Um, and just being uncomfortable as far as like, I can't be my true self here. Like you almost have to hide like being yourself, being black. Um, so that was really hard for me. And yeah. um, I also went by a different name there. But again, that's a whole nother story we'll get into <laughs> at another time. Did they name you? <laughs> have you? Have you heard those stories of the salons that like name? Like, I can't remember who it was, David, but we've had someone in the podcast. They were saying wow. the salon they worked in like renamed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, a, it's because if you leave, they... Um, that you, they don't have your real name. That's mm-hmm. okay. So good. That's a good point. So I did go by a different name there because there was two Christie's there. And, um, but I think, you know, that part of me, I wish I would have said like, no, I'm going to keep my name, I guess. But yeah. you know, back then I'm like, I just, I'll, I'll do what I have to do in order to earn my it's way behind a, this chair. It's so you know? disgraceful to <laughs> not call someone by their name. I it's know. Like, my mama was heated. Okay. My mama was like, <laughs> hell no. My mama was like, no. I would be like, well, I'm Can not I working ask what here. Your name was okay. So my name was Zoe. There, okay. So Zoe. if you, it's not even if somebody, related. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. So like, if somebody called me Zoe on the street here, which some people do, they remember me from there. I'm like, I still answer to that. I'm like, hey, girl, what you doing? It's your you alter know? ego. Yes, it's definitely my <laughs> alter ego. So like, That's Christy so is my real name, and then Zoe is like, even if I answer the phone, sometimes not on my business phone, but if I answer it. I will sometimes say, so Zoe still, and it's really weird. I'm like, Hey, thank you for calling curls by sunflower scissors. This is Zoe. How may I help you? Like, How what? Funny. so it's like embedded in me still. So oh my God, um, I remember that, like that phone phrase that you had to remember, like, thank you for calling. You know, you, you put on your phone voice. Thank you for calling. Da, 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 da. I used to work for a data <laughs> yeah. and I remember oh every God. song I ever worked for, I would always yes. say so-and-so a beta. And I'm like, oh, yes. wait, I, don't, I don't work for yeah. a beta anymore. Yeah. This is David. <laughs> this is David. <laughs> From Nevada, how can I help you? Like, I definitely have, yes, I definitely have a phone voice. And like, you know, that's trauma, like David said, you know. And so from that job to, you know, I got fired, which was totally fine because my boss was in disguise. Yeah, like it's a blessing in disguise because she did tell me, she was like, Christy, I know one day I'm going to see you teaching. I'm going to see you on stages. I'm going to see you doing all those things. But she's like, I know I have to do this. And it hurt at the time. Like, it hurt so bad. But Looking back on it, it was a blessing in disguise because it led me to work with my friend Danielle at Rock, Paper, Scissors. Um, and that was where I pretty much, you know, with my friend there, I started as her manager, front desk coordinator there. And then she pretty much kept the chair for me to work because she's like, you're going to do hair here. I don't care if you say you don't want to because of my trauma. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Right. I was just kind of like, I don't want to go into an industry if I have to deal with things being like this right. and I have to feel like I can't be myself. So just kind of finding my identity and kind of finding my voice. Um, that was that rock, paper, scissors. And without Danielle and my friends there, you know, I wouldn't be doing this, what I do now either. So all these things happen for a reason. Do you um, work with them now? I don't work with them now. So I left Danielle. I mean, I'm, we're totally still friends, but mm-hmm. um, I left her about a year and a half ago, almost two years now. Cause she knew I wanted to get on my own. And at that time too, I was going through a divorce And I just really needed some peace in my life and kind of see what it's like to be on my own because I already did, like, I already did my own books, already made my website, all these things, you know? So she pretty much kind of was, all of them were so supportive when I left. So, um, and it it made my transition to go on my own a lot easier too. And I love um, those people that like see your higher self before you see it, you know, that like they they see your success and you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah, you're like, it's not even on your radar yet. And they're they're just like, you're going to be something. You're going to create something influential. Yeah. So I love her and I love my friends from there so much for that because, you know, a lot of this stuff too, especially being like black, um, you know, 
in this industry is hard because it's all about representation and not seeing ourselves in different spaces. Um, you know, and so I've, all of the things that I've done in the past, especially the past almost four years now of educating and doing cool events with like no name education, they're amazing out of Atlanta, um, elevate hair, um, hairbrained, even hairbrain was like the first brand or the first big, like hair company to give me an opportunity to even teach on their Facebook or on their Instagram lives. Like, you know, they remember me from hair school days, but they've been yeah. rocking with me ever since then. So like, it's so cool to, I, it's almost like you see a vision sometimes for yourself. But again, like what you said, Sid, like you don't see it for yourself until you just really start doing that work and you mm -hmm. keep doing it. And um, for me, I'm always forever a student. And so I hope that I can keep teaching and keep growing. And um, Third Eye Curl Education was born out of like me teaching really hard and building my resume definitely last year because I was always on the airplane like every month, twice a month, like building my resume to put myself out there, to put out the word of like, you know, I have this big thing that I say about ethnicity. Um, you know, ethnicity is, you know, it, ethnicity doesn't determine one's hair, um, type or texture. Um, and then, um, what is it? Ethnicity doesn't, oh, I have to read it. It's on my Instagram. I'm sorry guys. Um, but it's, it's something that though I teach because I'm like, it doesn't matter like textured hair. It can be anyone of any different type of race and right. ethnicity. Right. So, um, textured hair is also very faceted because when we talk about natural hair too, natural hair is not just curly hair. It's not just kinky hair. It's not just wavy hair. Textured hair is, you know, it can be blown out. It can be like flexi rotted and set, you know, like natural hair is a lot of different facets. It's just now we're seeing it more so on the forefront because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like me teaching and being an educator is also, I'm really big on talking about creating cultures that are safe for everyone, um, especially to create experiences for people with textured hair. <laughs> like, so it's not an awkward situation. Remember we were talking about earlier about, you know, going into these salons and it's on their menu. They're like, Oh my God, you said you did a curly cut. And they're like, Oh, actually, no, we don't have any openings for you, girl. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You surprise. know, like, <laughs> yeah, surprise. Actually, we don't do that here. We just put it on there just cause it makes mm -hmm. us look cool, you know? <laughs> and, um, I think it's just one of those things. Like, I think for me is making sure that I, when I'm going into teach, I talk about how important it is to, if you don't know anything about texture hair, you better learn it. There's so much education out, especially right now. All of us are teaching online on zoom. Thank God. We for have zoom computers in our pockets. Like when someone's like, I don't know the answer. I'm like, how? Yeah. Use your, use You're your like phone. Google. Google's right here. Also <laughs> Google something. You're like hair education for curly hair, textured hair, Google mm -hmm. it. It's right there. Um, you know, so it's one of those things like there's so much education, especially out right now because everybody's like quarantine and safe at home. Um, and especially for me right now is learning like technology, like learning my learning technology to teach online because that's going to be the future now too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but getting the word out of just creating these safe spaces that are diverse, that truly diverse, truly welcome everyone of all different facets can do all types of different hair, not just having one token person in there that can do it. Okay. Even one um, black person in there that can do it. Thank you. Yes. Cause I was like <laughs> one <laughs> black token person that can do it. Like there needs to be across the board. There needs to be people in there that know how to do it. And if not, y'all got to learn it because it's just not, it's not fair. And it's not fair to have a, a half-ass experience because someone's like, yeah, I can't do your hair. I can cut it, but I can't style it for you. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to diffuse your hair. I don't know what products to use. Again, Sid said, Google it, like Google yeah. it, find some education, find some educators out here. That's going to help you get that information. Um, what is your, you know, ex what's your experience been? During yeah. this time, like this, this really great racial paradigm shift is also causing a lot of stress and bringing a lot of things up in the industry yes. and a lot of conversations. They're awkward conversations. They're important awkward conversations. conversations. But like what, as someone in the black community, what's your experience been with all this yeah. right now? Yeah. I think for me is like, you know, I can't say yes to everything. You know, I've had a lot of DMs of people asking me about information. Um, they want to know, like, how can I be an ally? And, you know, I'm like, well, being an ally is also educating yourself. Like, I can't just give you the answers. I don't right. have the answer for every Black experience across the board for everyone. I can't speak <laughs> for all Black voices. I can tell you my own experience and what I've been through. But 
there is so much that you can ask every single black person that we've all been through, that we've all been witness to. So, you know, being an ally takes more than just, of course, asking us those questions, but you know, you do your research though, too. Um, Mm -hmm. And not expecting us to always have the answers or mm-hmm. I can't, I can't say yes to every brand that wants to reach out to me to do something for them. You yeah. know, I only do things with people that I know that have a good, um, like a really genuine true. They want to know, they want to help. They want to get better versus like, I'm going to do it right now because it's cool to talk about systematic racism and it's in style right now. Like, no, like this is an important conversation to have going forward now especially now Um, we're going to talk about it now. And if you get tired of me talking about it, especially in my classes, then, oh, well, because it's something that I teach in my classes too. Um, It's part of your mission. Yes. It's a part of my mission and it's a part of bringing people together. Yes. But we do have to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yes. And for me to also, I guess, um, for me, like I used to be a yes person all the time because I'm like, yes, I'm going to totally change my name to do this. Yes, I'm going to um, do these things that I don't really want to do that I don't feel comfortable doing, but I know I need to put myself out there so I'm going to do it anyway. You know, especially for me now going forward, like I don't have to say yes to everything and I know that now. And so that's why I don't really, I've had a lot of inquiries about me, you know, trying these products out from these different brands and seeing how they work. And I'm like, okay, so, but also you need to make sure you guys compensate for time too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's just certain personal boundaries in general, yes. you know, like it's really yes. important to be able to be comfortable with saying yes. no. Yeah. Like I want to be able to say yes to things that I know that they're really trying to change and they really want to try to make that a part of their, their mission too. Um, and so it's been for me, I feel sometimes bombarded with having to feel like I have to keep on, like, I have to stay on social media. I have to keep doing these things. Like I have to keep, I have to keep speaking my voice because when I don't, nobody's going to hear me. But it, is it exhausting? Yes. But I know I have to do that work. You know, I know right. that I have to keep going. It's just for me right now, it, mental health is really important. So I have to take a break from it because it can all get really heavy too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's and really heavy. Every, I would imagine that everyone's asking yeah. your opinion as a black woman on all of these matters. Like you, yes. had, like you just became one. Yeah. <laughs> like yesterday. They're like, so yeah. yesterday. Like, congratulations. Yeah. 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 They're like, actually, I, I've been black all my life, but right. you know, like it's crazy because that's a great way to put it, David. Like it feels like because it's being thrown in people's faces, right? We're seeing these videos of this constant injustice all the time. And um, but all of us that are are black, we've dealt with this all of our lives. I had to have a hot hard conversation with my mother the other day telling her about when I was 10 years old, when we moved to the States and like this, I remember this particular instance, this white boy, I was just walking home from school. I did nothing to this kid. And, you know, I'm getting used to being with people in the States coming from Germany, you know, a a school that's more small, you know, going into this big, um, big school. That's, you know, a whole bunch of different people. And I'm weird to people because I want to make friends and I talk to everyone. And I, I told my mom about this really hard story of this guy or this kid that, um, at 10 years old that he hit me in the back of my head with a big old rock and I fell to the ground and I didn't want to oh tell my, my mother cause I didn't want her to worry about me. But in that instance, as being a child up until that point, I always dealt with racism, but that particular instance, I was so scared because I thought that he was going to hurt me. I thought he was going to kill me. And I never told my mother because it's such a painful story because I didn't want her to worry about me. You know, yeah. I'm always this like strong superwoman person, but even as a young kid, that goes back to trauma. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be strong all the time. But I just told my mom that last week, I'm almost 40 years old. And she just oh kind of gosh. took it to like, oh my gosh, I didn't know, Christy. I didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want you to worry about me. So I just hold on to all these things. And kids I think do that. I don't know where that comes from, but kids like their parents. Yeah. Yeah. They become, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's always just like, I have to protect my, my, my parents, you know? Yeah. You know, and like protecting her parents of checking their feelings. And I mean, I wish I could have told my mom that I just don't want her to worry about me. And, um, you know, but these are the things that when you're a black person in this world, this is the stuff that we deal with on the daily. So it didn't just happen yesterday. And so I think when we, like David was talking about, you know, when people ask these questions, all of these questions and these things bring up that trauma. And it's hard to talk about it. Um, 
So I think it's just one of those things though. Like I, I do have to take a mental break from this sometimes. So I'll kind of disappear a little bit off of like Instagram or whatever. Cause Instagram is usually where I'm at. Um, because it can all get really heavy and it brings up all this like stuff that you're like, damn, I forgot about that. You know? Right. Um, and so for me, it's like, yes, I got to see my therapist online once a week because it's, it's so heavy, David. And said so, like, it's, um, it's a lot. So I think yeah. therapy is the best thing this. to happen to it. Like to, yeah. to, I know to me, to David, to everyone, like you, yeah. it is so that's part of the work too, is making sure you, you're taking if, care of yourself so you can be strong for other people. And you don't have a therapist. Yes. Go get, get, get one. one now. <laughs> they have payment plans. If you don't have right? insurance, they, like, there are companies that will work with you for free. Yes, get that help. Yes, mental health is so real right now. All of us are feeling it. You know, pandemic, racism. We're dealing with people ain't working right now. Childhood trauma, everything. Yeah. Thank you. All these things that we're dealing with, like layers on layers on layers. And then you know, us that are entrepreneurs, like we gotta be strong. We gotta say our 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 voice. We gotta help people out. We gotta say yes to these things and say no to these things. Like. Every day, it seems like um, it's a big decision that I have to make every day. So, (laughs) and it's tiring as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have to run this business and I have to make these hard decisions like, um, you know, teaching these classes and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a lot. I'm super grateful for all the opportunities for sure. It's just everything. It feels like right now, all of us are feeling that weight of like, everything is heavy. I don't know what to do sometimes. So when you don't know what to do, talk to your therapist and then take a break from social media when you can, because that is mm. helping me because without and it, I think I would, yes. And, and the, news. the news. Yeah. Like y'all like South Carolina out here, everybody's acting the fool. Like it's crazy. <laughs> um, it's like summertime. Everybody's going to the beach, like hanging out, like there's no pandemic and that's very worrisome. And that stresses yeah. me out a lot too. And um, working in the salon right now is, it is my happy place, but it also can be also, uh, it can be a lot because you see people that aren't like, like taking care of anything. Yeah. Wear your hard. damn mask. <laughs> Please just wear your mask and don't fight people on it. Okay. Yeah, and right. listen to the guidelines. Like COVID is just not do your fun. part. Yeah. COVID Absolutely. is not fun. Absolutely. Like it's heavy. Yeah. So that was a how good question. You, how did you create your education company? Like how did that yeah. yeah t- when did about. it start? Where is it um, at now? So right now, so I've been teaching under just, you know, Curls by Sunflowers and Scissors for forever. I just officially gave it a name last year, actually around this time, because everybody's like, well, what's your actual company? I'm like, what? Oh, I have to make an actual company for this? Um, so I've been teaching though since 2017. So my friend Mari, shout out to her and her parlor team there in Richmond, Virginia. So Mari didn't know me from nobody off the street. She just followed me on Instagram. We <laughs> became friends. And, um, you know, they had me come out and do my first official class like my first official class where they flew me out they um she set me up in a hotel um like all these things I didn't know that was even like a thing I was like wow this is how it's supposed to be to be an educator like I didn't know that you could ask for this I didn't know that that's how it is you know and um so 2017 that's when I started working as an educator independently and um just kind of doing gigs like I would say yes to pretty much everything I'm like yep I'll totally teach you let me know when you want me to come out I'll come out and do it um definitely 2018 was the year where I was literally everywhere uh I need to write down where all of the places I was um and I was still working the same schedule like 5 days 4 days a week and then I'd get on a plane now mind you I got three kids at home especially a little baby Um, so I was always on the road because I was like, I know I have to do this work because I have to say my piece. I got to say my voice and I want to help change this industry as far as like speaking up and saying like, these are the things that I see are that aren't right. These are things that we can do to change. These are things that we are going to work on to get better and to create these safe spaces and truly diverse spaces. So last year I was just really ripping and running. If you ask my friends, they thought I was crazy, but I did it because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose that opportunity to speak about these things that are important to me. And also teaching about, of course, curls, kinks, waves too, like, um, because I want everybody to feel versed in it and confident in it, you know, and everything, you know, I feel like with each class that I'm teaching, all those people that come, that's all these people that are going to go out into this industry and they're going to help change this industry too. So it's like a big group effort. 
So that's why last year I was always on that road. And then um, finally, when I decided to call it a name, an official name, um, when everybody kept asking me, I was like, I honestly don't know. It took me a long time to figure out a name. So if y'all follow me, I love Prince. So Prince, um, everything is Prince in my life. Actually, Prince is behind me too. I saw Y'all that. Him. Yeah, he's up in the background all the time. So um, Third Eye Curl <laughs> Education, it was born out of, you know, just, you know, just tapping into that third eye, you know, we're going to change, we're going to shift, we're going to move, elevate. And we're going to, thank you, yeah, we're going to elevate and make this industry more so and do it a little bit at a time, but it's going to pay off. Like when my little three-year-old is like, you know, in her twenties, maybe by then our industry will be a little bit different. You know, I hope a lot different. It um, has I to hope, be different. There's not yeah, an option. <laughs> yeah. It has to be different because I mean, Jesus, like, you know, these big brands that you don't see anyone of color, you don't see anyone black on the teams. You're like, damn, like every hair show that I go to, you like, I'm the, thank you. That too. You're like, there's no <laughs> women here. There's just, or like, if I go, you know, it's almost like I'm the token black person. And I'm like, I don't like that feeling either. You're the texture specialist. Thank you. You're like, we're going to throw her in there. We're going to make it diverse today, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that's not fair because there's so it's many, not. there's so, there are so fucking many, sorry for cursing, so many people that you are in this industry. All you want. Okay. So I was like, I'm a cursor in my real life. I try to unmute myself. <laughs> I was like, I have kids that I curse and it doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. Um, you know, was a I just, study done that the more someone curses, the more intelligent they are. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I curse. We encourage time, it <laughs> on this, this podcast. So, okay, so I was like, I'm a cursor. <laughs> so, you know, I just think that it's just one of those things that I, I cannot be that all the time. I don't want to be that all the time. And so that's why I tried to, in my classes, I tell, I talk about all the different like educators that I know, because I'm like, I want y'all to take this class, this class, and this class. There's so many people out here, especially independently. There's so many, because I know I get the question like, well, why haven't you been, been picked up by a big brand or a big, you know, like salon centric <laughs> or Cosmoprof? I'm like, because who wants every- to? Thank you. And when I get that, every time I actually have the interview that I saved from this one that I did last year for one of these people, and they asked the question, I know it nailed the nail in the coffin for me. It said, what do you think can change? What do you think is going to make people come to our hair shows more? What can we do to make it like more, um, something about more appeasing to everyone? And I was like, well, first off, I'm going to need y'all to put some black people up on your stages Mm -hmm. and on your platforms. And also, second of all, I'm going to need to see some women too, and not just throwing one person, one token black person in there. And throwing it off like it's going to be for everyone. No, mm-hmm. not that one person can't speak for all of these black voices in here. We need to amplify everybody as much as we can. So, um, and I know that, like, when I said that in the interview, I was like, I sat there after I recorded it because I had to send it to them. I was in Portland actually teaching and I had to make time to do this. These people never, like, emailed me back either after I did all this for them. I took all this time to do this thing for them, this interview. And they never emailed me back to let me know, like, yes, you got it. No, you didn't get it. They just kind of went ghost. And I was like, okay, cool. I will never, ever go to your um, salon supply store to buy anything again. Did you ever see who they picked? I did. (laughs) I did. And I was like, I knew that was going to happen though, because I was like, well, that's cool. You know, but like, again, it's not a white person. Um, This person, they're Latina X, I believe. And I, you know, I love them. So I was just like, but again, I still don't see anyone that's black though. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's just one of those things. And that's why for me, I'm so picky about who I choose to like say yes to because I don't, I don't ever want to feel like I'm going to be the token black person. I don't ever want to feel like, oh, well, we'll just put Christy in there because she's going to represent like everyone. Like, no, I'm not going to represent everyone. I'm going to represent yeah. myself and my own experiences. But y'all need to do better about like amplifying black voices. If you truly mean it, you need to reach out and do your education and find people because there are so many, like, I feel like I need to make an actual list so I can send it. So when people ask me, like, here you go. I got a whole list of like five pages worth of people. Okay. Um, right. cause it's just not fair, you know, it's not fair. And I think right now it's important to talk about racism in our industry because it's, it is a thing, you know, yeah. it's a thing. I, 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 Even starting with beauty school. Thanks. Yeah. Beauty school for sure. I was thinking yeah. about today, I was like, I really want to talk about beauty school because <laughs> beauty school, especially here, I went to Paul Mitchell, um, shout out to Paul Mitchell, the school in Columbia here. And, um, but it was very, very, I went to night school. Night school is very different than day school. Um, I went to night school. Did you not night school? I went oh, to night love- school, yeah. Yeah. Night school is awesome. Like I can't deal with like a million people. I'm an introvert at heart, right? I like staying at home and like being my own space. So night school is mm-hmm. good. 
And, yeah. um, you know, I got a lot more time with my teachers and stuff like that, but like, man, like the education, like, you know, yes, they only teach you the basics, what you need to pass state board. But I would always be like, I would always be talking to my teachers like, God, I wish there was curly education here. You know, I really wish yeah. that, you know, like I was like, I don't get my hair. I don't blow out my hair. So why do I need to get it cut? Like when it's straightened out, like I don't wear it that way. And why don't we have, I think Paul Mitchell, when the end, I still have that book. I should have brought it. It's a tiny little texture book about this small. They finally came out with that and now they have iPads. So I'm sure it's only like, you know, two pages in the <laughs> iPad curriculum. But, you know, yeah. I, thank you. Yeah. You're like, it's just one. So I think that, you know, these schools, they need to do better with teaching it. They need to bring people in, even if it's just independently, bring people in to do these classes because they can do better too. Um, yeah. Versus just making people just pass state board, you know, like these things that we learn, yes, they're important and it's part of like our curriculum, but you know, is it up to the stylist or the student to get more education? That's what I did. You know, I worked in a salon that was curly based. I took a class with Diva Curl because of them. You know, I had to take it in order to earn my chair. So I went to Diva Curl when I was in school. Um, but at the same time, I was still taking like classes outside of what they gave me because I needed to learn how to work with curly hair professionally versus me just doing it at my house illegally mm-hmm. for all these years. Okay. Mm-hmm. State, state board's going to have to make it a requirement. Yes, they have to. Until they do, the schools aren't going to... Like, we want the schools to change, but the schools are not going to change until the people that require the school's curriculum to change make that change. So, yeah. And then let's talk about... I mean, state board is usually, like, five white people. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Unless you're in Florida and you do not have to do that. It's just a written. What? Yeah, yeah, Florida's a written. Gosh. But the thing is, like... But even then, like... The boards, state boards. There's an issue so, with that. <laughs> there's, yeah. The state <laughs> boards uh, in every state are just so small and like made up yeah. of the most random people. And Yeah. You're like, you don't even do hair though, little old yeah, man. It's just about like stamping, <laughs> yeah. like just stamping the license. And I also yeah. think it's weird that we have to go to school longer and pay more than someone who sells million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. That too. Or just, cops. Exactly. Like, why mm-hmm. are we going to school longer than Or even EMT. Officers? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because we're like, <laughs> and I'm like, we definitely know about we're not qualified. minimizing our knowledge with chemicals and structures <laughs> and science, right? But like, you know, I I used to say like we're not saving lives in a way we are, you know, in some ways. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why am I making more money than like mm-hmm. my friend that's literally dealing with de- dead people on the street? You know, like, Thank you. like why is that happening? So yeah, there's there's so many issues you know, we could start with. And I even think like as a colorist, I'm like, when I learned color, I didn't learn color on different textures of hair. It was always that Mm -hmm. Debbie doll, that mannequin with the same texture, same density. And it's like, yeah, why, (laughs) you know, why are we only, why are we learning balayage on one type of hair? Why are we not, you you know, it minimizes. And then, and then doing that and people are wondering why you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Lord, I remember those days. I'm like, why can't I get a curly mannequin though? Shout out to Pivot Point also, Pivot Point. I'm always trying to get them some mannequins. The answer is out right now, but I'm just letting y'all know. Pivot Point, I love y'all, but I need y'all to send me some mannequins for these classes. Yes. But, um, you know, because we can't find no, like, curly mannequins, man. Mm-mm. Like, and I'm like, I can perm rot them and stuff, but Lord, I'm going to have to get a whole bunch. Like, I ain't yeah. got time for that. Like, yeah. you know, and it's one of those things, like, we just, as a whole industry, it just, everything can get better. Everyone can yeah. do better. Um, and I mean, I think now people realize like it is important to talk about all these things because without it, we're going to still stay stagnant. Everything's going to stay the same. When we start doing hair shows again, we're going to see the same people from, I won't get into brands, but y'all probably know what I'm talking about. But all these brands are like, wow, nobody looks like me. How amazing. How awesome. How awesome. I know there's like a lot of people that want these conversations to go away, but it's like, they ain't. yeah, we have to keep. We have to keep talking about it, even if it's not on our Instagrams. Yeah. Like we, we have to, if we want change to happen, we have to be the change. So yeah, we have to be the change. Like we have to do the work, like, you know, and sometimes and it might like, take a while or it might be real yeah. quick, but we have to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to happen overnight, you know? Mm-mm. And just like, you know, when people see us all on social media, they're like, oh my gosh, Sid, you know, and David, like, oh my gosh, I love Destroy the Hairdresser, by the way. Um, (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, you're welcome. I was like, you guys, everybody's like, how did you guys do it? It seems so easy. And you're like, oh my gosh, this has been lots of years of work, you know, right? Like even for me, 
Like, I'm like, literally, I'm always working. Like when I am not at the salon, I am literally in the background. I'm on my computer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on my phone connecting with people. I'm always doing something because it's a constant thing. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, right. and people always ask me like, well, how can I build a clientele? I don't know. Show your work. Do the <laughs> yeah. work. Take some classes. Yeah. Take some classes. You know, mentors are great too. Yes. Because the mentors right. that I have have helped me along the way as well. Without mm-hmm. them, I wouldn't be where I'm at. But you also need to know your place. Like, what do you want to do in your, in your career? You can't emulate and try to be like all these other people. You need to be yourself. And for me too, yeah. that was also a block for me. Like always trying to find my identity. You know, when I had to go by a different name, when I couldn't be myself in these spaces, it took me a long time to find my voice because I was hiding who I really was. I couldn't yeah. wear this to my job over there. Like they'd be like, Christy, right. uh, you look too ethnic today. I'm going to need you to go home and get oh something no, else. Oh my God. You know, like, I mean, it's crazy. Even when I was a salon coordinator, like, I mean, why can't I just be myself? I can be yeah. professional and I can be myself and I can wear my crazy thrift shop clothes. Like who cares? Yeah. Like, right. you know, so I think it's those, yeah, we're all artists and we all have our, you know, our personalities. And that's why I love this industry too. We can be ourselves, but it took me a long time to find that in myself because of that trauma, because of the brands not wanting to pick me up, because of me trying so hard to fit in that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I will say the only brand forever now, the past, I think going on three years, like if you guys don't follow them, the do Maya um, Smith is the owner of that. It's a black owned company. Her and her family are the first brand that ever, ever, ever put me like they send me products for my like classes they oh. never asked anything of me, you know, because they saw something in me that even back then I was like three years ago. I'm like, I don't know why they like me. I don't know why they like want to fuck with me like that, you know, but yeah. because of Maya and her family, I also wouldn't have that, that confidence in myself to do this, you know? And when I'm doing podcasts and stuff like that too, like, um, I always want to shout them out because they are the first brand ever that did that for me because I was always trying so hard. The do. Yep. So the do, the do. The do. It's D-O-U-X and it's um, at I Love The Do on Instagram. And, um, but they are an amazing family. It's a black owned company. Her and her family are amazing. And without her and her mentorship and friendship, I wouldn't be where I'm at today either because having her in my life has changed my, my career for the better. And even for me being who I am and truly being who I am and being okay with that. And when I talk about myself, owning it. Versus like, oh, I just do hair, you know, I just do that. Like learning how to be more confident in that. Like, yes, I do curly hair. I'm an educator. I'm a mom. I also have my little thrift shop business. I have all these things I love to do. I don't have to feel shy about it. I don't have to make myself little to make other people feel comfortable. As women, we're taught to like shrink ourselves to not make other people uncomfortable with our success. But yes. We're changing that. <laughs> yeah, like we gotta own it. And if we're and too like, confident, we're a bitch, right? But I'd rather yes. be a bitch and successful <laughs> than shrink myself right? any day. Yeah, you know, I was like, we gotta, we gotta own it, and we have to own that light because without that too, without me knowing that for myself, I wouldn't be able to keep going forward. You yeah. know, especially back when I got ready, when I started rock paper scissors, I wanted to quit this industry already. So I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this feeling every day. I don't want to deal with me being depressed every day and me wanting to do bad things to myself because I, do, I feel so bad about this industry. Um, so along the way, meeting all the people I've met to um, has made me a better person, a better stylist, and also pushes me to keep going. So I want people to understand that like, just because you guys see what you see on social media, don't think that we all don't have feelings and we mm-hmm. all don't go through these weird emotions and ups and downs. We do. But that's why I was talking about therapy and mental health earlier, because that's important to have in this, because being an entrepreneur, playing all these roles, being a mom, um, making sure that my businesses are running the way I need to, the the way they have to, um, the pandemic going on and fucking up everybody's like 2020, okay? Mm -hmm. All these things and making these decisions every day, it's it's tasking, but we got to keep going, got to keep doing it. So I have to stay inspired and take care of myself. So, you know, these things don't happen overnight. Yeah, these things don't happen overnight. I think everybody a lot and how yeah. we're going to, how we're going to shift our lives. Right. You know, yeah. Dave and I are life, life and business coaches. And we tell our students all the time, like, yeah. it's not okay to like, it's okay. We, we still have anxiety. We still break down. Yeah. We still, you know, are reactive, but through all of those moments are the moments that like change yeah. you and grow you and make you. And like, we call it like your level up moment, right? Like you're, you're yeah. just 
you're just growing. So it's all a beautiful purpose, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's amazing too. And I think in hair, the hairstylist um, community in general needs that because a lot of us were energy workers and we take mm-hmm. care of others all day long. We listen to stories all day long, especially right now, all of us that are working back in the salons, we, we take that stuff home and we like mull on it and it makes us feel weird. And then we feel off and we're like, damn, why am I so tired? Oh, I forgot to drink water today. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to eat today because I'm so worried and I'm so stressed out, you know, and I didn't remember to take care of myself today. Like I want you guys all to take care of yourselves. And even for me, I have to tell myself that because if I don't, I'm going to keep doing what I did last year and like burn myself out so much that I don't know what day it is. I only knew when I had to be somewhere for classes and I knew where I had to go when I had to go into the salon and work behind that chair, you know? And so my clients that have been with me for a long time, they saw that too. Like, damn, Chrissy, you like, you just got back from, I don't know, Minnesota last (laughs) night and you're already at work today. I'd be like, yep, yep, I'm here. Got to do the hair. Got to do the work. Got to do the work. Got to stay busy. Stay busy. But staying busy is not productive, you know? And it was killing my soul a little bit last year. And so that's why this year I'm like, you know, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to say yes to everything. And, you know, I'll do my classes. I've been doing classes online, which is awesome. And then um, doing classes, I'll come out in the fall um, to do the classes I had to postpone for the year. So that's exciting. And, um, you know, so it's just one of those things. I just keep doing the work, you know, but I just, while I'm doing the work, this is what I learned this year. Um, while I'm doing the work, I've got to take care of myself because if I don't, I'm not going to be good for anyone, including myself. Yeah, so right. I want us to take care of myself. Absolutely. Um, and, and so Chrissy, that's why I say wanna, If you want to follow you and like learn more about yeah. your education, can you tell them how to do that? Yeah. So make sure you guys follow me on my socials, of course. Um, Curls by Sunflowers and Scissors, all the S's first. And then that'll link you to um, Third Eye Curl. So it's like Third Eye, Third Eye. And then Curl Education is my other, um, that's my actual company for hair education. And um, I am on Facebook, but I'm not really active on Facebook. It's always Instagram for me. And yeah. TikTok, I mean, TikTok for me, I'm so over that, but I got it. No, <laughs> we're jumping on TikTok too. So don't you okay. worry. I was like, I feel like I should do dances on there or something. But I do have one on there. It's called Fairy Curl Mother. So you can follow me on there. I love that. Fairy Curl Mother. Fairy Curl Mother. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, gosh. Because I didn't didn't prep you for this. (laughs) So we always end our podcast with our guests telling a horror story or a funny (gasps) story that's happened to them in their career. Oh, my gosh. Anything. We've heard it all. There is nothing too big, (laughs) embarrassing, gross. We've heard it all. Horror story. Ooh. I mean, okay, horror story or a good story. I can do either or. No, it's going to be funny and and like cringeworthy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We know it's happening. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, I'm really awkward. So I, I guess I would say... Like, okay, so one of the first big, like, um, hair events that I did, um, actually, shout out to Mona, the Mona Cut. She's my friend, too, and I love her so much. So shout out to her. So she gave me the plug for, like, Elevate, and so did Gerard and Kelly from Hair Brain. So I did Elevate. Um, when I got there, though, I was just like, oh, my God, because it was in New York. You know, I flew to New York. And I was just like, oh my God, there's all these people that I love in this industry, but I feel so weird and awkward. So I, when I got into the space, I literally, like, I kind of just, I, d- I don't know. I just felt really awkward and weird. And at some point, somebody like said my name. Like they were like, oh my God, it's Sunflowers and Scissors. I was like, oh my God, like they know who I am. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't know if you saw them my name or like, should I just take it? Like it was weird. And I just kind of was just like, I just, if for me, it was like a weird thing. I was like, okay, so this is good. But should I change my name to Sunflowers? Like, should I actually change my name to Sunflower? But like, everybody there was calling me. They sunflower. call you by your handle. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "This is really awkward." And then I was like, "Damn, I'm old because I, um, you know, I just it was weird. It was very weird, surreal experience, and to be in a space with all these really awesome people, like, like." you know, um, Stephen Moody showed up at some point that night, mm-hmm. like all these people. And I was like, this is so weird for me. I felt like a really like country girl, like, cause I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this big city. You're and like, I'm not people. in Kansas anymore. <laughs> no, I was just like, I almost felt like I was like, you know, that movie fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yes. I felt like when they were like tripping and I was just like, 
oh my God. And I felt like I was going into myself and I was like, I think I'm going to die inside. <laughs> That's so cute. That's such a great experience. Uh, it was cool though. It was such a cool experience. So Elevate was really cool and it kind of like broke me into like cutting hair on stage and stuff like that. It was just so fucking like, it was so fucking cool, but like so fucking awkward because I was, I was like a little like country person coming into this big city with all these amazing stylists. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm here right now, but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> oh, but, um, it was a cool experience though. And then hanging out with like Kelly and Gerard and like Mona and stuff was so cool. So it was well, awesome. When New York sure. opens back up, you'll have to come up and yes. you can come visit. Um, oh, for you sure. You can come and visit me and David, which would be awesome. I would love to. Yeah, I, was, I would totally love to. I feel so sad. I haven't been to New York at all last year. All those travels <laughs> I did. I, was I mean, I live go. in New York and I haven't been to New York either. You didn't miss anything this year. So, okay. So I was like, okay. I feel so lost. It's a ghost world. town. Yeah. I, I can, awesome. I can see that online. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, there's nobody on the street in Times Square. It's serious. <laughs> yeah. Cuomo wasn't playing around with y'all. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all see your ass at home. It's so, what he wanted to say. Before we go, we want to yeah. bring... Rich, we gotta bring the OG back. Rich has not been here for a minute. (laughs) Everybody that listens knows, like it's been it's been Max. But if you remember, if you've been listening for a while, Rich started this. He was the first. Go ahead, Rich. Dancing it up for you. What did you learn? What did you do? You miss us? Tell us everything. I know. I know. I know. It's been it's been too long. I miss you guys. I do. I do. No one else puts the engineer on the spot. You know, I know. It's, it's so funny. You know, I miss being super nervous towards the end of this conversation. <laughs> so nice. He's been sweating the He's whole like, show, waiting for his moment. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. What like was your favorite part of the show? What did you learn today? No, I. You know, I, 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 the mannequins having different mannequins with like different hairstyles. Yeah, um, really did you not know but, that was a thing? No, well, I, what? I didn't know that it was. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, you don't. Um, you don't ever like think of that. That mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you be taught on different textures, different styles, right? or different? Th- like, that's thank you, Rich. That's not, a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like, really why? Like, you don't I, me. I know nothing about hairstyling. Yeah. You, um, the only thing I know about hair is how to graciously go uh, bald. <laughs> I'm super good at that. Like nailed that. But you know, I don't ever think of that. No one ever thinks that, you know, you just kind of assume that you get to work when you're in school, you get to work with all these different types of hair and all these different yeah. styles. And, um, you don't. But you yeah, don't. Really not don't. at all. You don't. Like everything okay. else in the world, it's very catered to a small, you know, one specific audience, you know. Whiteies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. David to say, I was like, David's gonna say it for me, so I'm just gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. All the Debbies so, and Karen mannequins, right. you know, that's all we get. Right. Exactly. exactly. So that that's was very crazy. Well, thank you, Rich. We're hoping <laughs> to have you on again soon. I know, we miss fun. you. Very fun. Always <laughs> thank Chrissy, you, Rich, for the thank sound. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. We really liked oh, it. Thank we y'all had so much for having fun. me. Thank you for having thank me. I think Destroy the Hairdresser is awesome. So I've been following guys for a long time. So it's a complete honor to be on here with you guys. Yes, and we'll have you back. I am Absolutely. sure. Oh, that'd be cool. And I can tell you guys my other long story. <laughs> yes, we, know, we always know there's more. So thank okay. you so much for being on the show. Thank y'all so Bye. much. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe out there, okay? Thank you.